0: Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch.
1: Welcome everybody, it's time to talk about those movies again. Movie. You like the cinemas. Welcome to movie land. Press 1 if you want Max to go first. Press 2 if you'd rather I do it. Boop. Was that a solo boop? Or was that a double boop? I guess Max shall go first. Okay. I
0: watched 2006 Behind the Mask The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Whoa. I watched this in August 2020. Okay. One hour and 32. Minutes. They tried. Without the credits, though. They get there. Yeah. Genre, horror, comedy, mockumentary. Doesn't oh, That's fun. Does it all. Yeah. Scott Glosserman, the director here, starring Nathan Basale, Angela Gothless, Robert England's in this. Zelda Rubenstein is in this movie. You got the fucking uh, Kane Hodder in this film. There he is. You got all kinds of people who are in this movie. All the horror folks in this film. The summary, and you're going to understand why. The next great psycho horror slasher has given a documentary crew exclusive access to his life as he plans his reign of terror over a sleepy town called Glen Echo. Mm. Bullet points on this movie. God damn it. This movie is awesome. Is it? It's so... Good. So the idea is you have this guy, Leslie Vernon. He is going to become the next Michael Myers, the next Jason Voorhees. So the movie posits all of them are not supernatural killers, Freddy Krueger, all these guys. They are just simply serial killers who are prolific and created a legacy for themselves that became urban legend. Sure. Cool. So he's going to do that. Okay. So he calls in a college documentary team who have reached out and shown interest in wanting to see what he's doing. And he's like, you know what? You can come out. You can film me doing my thing. I'm going to become the next one of these guys. And so he teaches them kind of how they how they work it's got a ton of little in jokes about horror movies where it's like people are running away and you're just walking little things that we've seen a hundred times like studying anatomy studying magic tricks like all these cool little pieces of data that are like oh that's kind of interesting that he became like the serial killer by doing this or this is what they all have learned to do this is their skill set and he kind of makes it really interesting. Nathan Bissell fucking crushes it as Leslie Vernon in this movie. He's so good. He's so demented. He's so relatable all at the same time. So the first two acts of this film are all done as if he has a documentary crew following him around. Nice. But Then the third act becomes a straight-up, honest-to-goodness slasher film. Good, good. Really awesome. They become part of the slasher film, the whole crew, and you realize that he's kind of set this up the whole time. I was hoping that's where it would go. It's awesome it's so good it's such a great loving send-up to all these films so much fun so well so well written so well performed everything's elevated so much from the material in glossman and the writer did an awesome job coming up with something that was really an endearing send-up to all these horror films so cool That's great. Yeah, I love this film. It's so awesome. I just, they've been trying to get a sequel off the ground forever. There's a graphic novel that's a sequel to it and they've just been busting their asses trying to get, trying to fund a sequel and it's just, They've tried a couple failed failed uh, crowdfunding pieces. I just want to see something because I just want Basel back as Leslie Vernon because he is the shit. Sounds cool. It's so good. If you haven't seen it, it's it's an indie that's worth seeing. It's around the time where it's like we are kind of inundated with these low-budget direct-to-DVD features. This one stands above a lot of those as just fucking awesome. I watched this in August of 2020. It is $1. Oh, I already did that. I already did that. Do this. it again. All right. One hour and 32 minutes. It's a horror comedy mockumentary movie. Ooh, nice. I don't know why I drifted my eyes up like that. It IMDb, 6.7 out of 10. That's good. Did I mention the movie summary? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> critics, 41 critics went back and reviewed this, which is a surprising number for a horror movie like That's this. That's good. 76%. That's even better. Yeah, absolutely. Audience, 10,000 plus. Cool. So we're talking pretty good odds. It's all really good. I don't think you're going to go wrong with this movie. And I'm coming in even higher than everybody else. If you need that push, you need that last little push off the edge.
1: 8.5 yes. out of 10 for this film. Yes. It's awesome. I love that the the 10,000 uh, audience members rated it so high. Yes. Because it's probably the people who really want it if it's an indie film.
0: It's so cool. And it's a ballsy, like, I mean, when you're like, I'm going to change, slightly change the history of a lot of these popular slasher films. Right. For people to be like, fucking A, I'm in on it. These people are kind of hard-nosed, these horror genre fans. Yeah. So. Cool to see. Very
1: cool. Well, it's my turn to talk about a horror movie. How about that? Ooh. I like it when you talk about horror movies. I do it sometimes. I don't want to take them all from you, but there's Mm. enough. Uh, Plenty. This one is from 2019. Is it The Bed That Eats? It is no bed involved. Okay. Uh, There may have been a bed in the background. Oh, okay, good. The Curse of La Llorona. Ah, have you seen this one? I've not seen it, but I'm very familiar with the urban legend that it stems from. It's a cool urban legend. It is a cool urban legend. I watched it January 1st of 2021, first Ooh, movie of the year. First movie of the year, whoop, whoop. It's The Curse of La Llorona. Rajona, Rajona. You didn't have your wife rehearse this with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you're going to butcher my language. I go, yep. Sure uh, am. IMDb, <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> minutes, one hour, 33 minutes, genre, horror, mystery, thriller, directed by Michael Chavez, starring Linda Cardellini, Raymond Cruz, and Patricia Valasquez. Your IMDb summary, ignoring the eerie warning of a troubled mother suspected of child endangerment, a social worker and her small kids are soon drawn into a frightening supernatural realm. The Weeping Woman. A weeping woman, you hear her crying, it's already too late. Too late, she's coming for you. Mm-hmm. And if she marks you, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, she drowned her own kids. She drowned, yeah. So, the urban legend, uh, and it's a Spanish urban legend, it but is, it has roots in other places as well. Yes, which is what really heavily, makes it. like uh, Mexico, I think. This Mexico, is- maybe Brazil area, like it just keeps like that. South America all have different versions of it, but the basic consensus of it is a woman. Ended up drowning her children and then went mad. Once she, she was did.
0: married to a prince and then he was like, or no, she wasn't married to a prince. She was, had like children with a prince and right. then he was like, I, I'm a prince, fuck you. And right. then she was like so upset she drowned her children and then she went weeping through the town
1: about her drowned children. Right. And then when she passed, she came back as this ghostly woman who terrifying. murders children yeah, drowns them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty cool uh, horror concept. Yeah. Scary as hell. Relatable. Absolutely. It's like, oh, this woman has grief. I've drowned so many kids. So many kids. So many.
0: How many can you fit in a sack? <laughs> you know what? If they're drowned. Yeah. It's a little less because they're bloated from all the water. Right. It's So, I mean, I don't want to put them in a sack if I've drowned them. I just leave them. You just leave them? I just leave them. Okay. Yeah, you just leave them. That's fair. Way easier. I'm, Way easier on the back. I've been doing it wrong. You got You can't pull your back out with these fucking bloated drowned kids.
1: My back is just dumb. You're carrying on all these bloated drowned children. Bloated drowned children. My goodness. Boy, if that doesn't make it into the title. <laughs> <laughs> Bloated Dead Children is a very good <laughs> title for Yikes. me. Yikes. Yeah. Come at me, people. I don't give a shit. We're bullet joking. points. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> Yo mama a joke, audience. God damn it. She's Ooh. weeping. <laughs> she weeping now. She probably wish she drowned you. <laughs> Anyways, bullet points. This is a good starter horror movie. And that it's not too scary or too bad. Nice. like. It's a good one. It's a nice take on what is largely considered a Mexican folktale. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know at all going into this, it's part of the Conjuring universe. Yes. No idea. No idea. Uh, but it can be seen on its own because I haven't seen many of those movies. Uh, it just loosely ties in. Uh, the tie-in is kind of cool. Uh, one of the priests that appears in one of those other movies, uh, the woman asks him for advice. And he's, she's like, you don't believe me. He goes, I do. I've seen some shit. Nice. And that's essentially it. Right. You don't need it. He's like, I will help you. I'll, I, and he puts are in contact with a man who's gonna try to take on cool the the woman the weeping woman Uh, i thought it was pretty good there's some child actors in here that are really good the kids are very good that's awesome they put in strong performances the little girl uh there's a scene which you see in the trailer which is uh the weeping woman washing her hair and she thinks it's her mother helping her in the bath and then she holds her under the water (laughs) oh really terrifying moment and then when the kid manages to get out of the water she looks around no one's there oh frightening there's really cool moments like that in this movie. And I don't mind spoiling that one since it's in the trailer. No, that's cool. Uh, it's it's a creepy movie. And I think it's done pretty well. So um, could it have better moments? Maybe like a, str- a slightly stronger end? Like the ending's good. Slightly stronger would have been a little better. Fair enough. Uh, but I enjoyed it. So let's go to our score. 5.3 over at IMDb. Rotten Tomato Critics, 185 of them. 29%. <laughs> Yikes. Surprising. Uh, the audience... 1,965 people, 37%. Ooh. And you know me. I agree with IMDb on most everything. You do. Well, you tend to. I don't know how that happened, but uh, I give it a 6.0. Nice. I think it's a really accessible horror movie, even if you don't like horror. I like the accessible. I like that. Accessible is a big key thing, and that's what really puts it over for me. My wife has a wife score Ooh. it's also 6.0 nice and again when i do a wife score we don't talk about it i just have her blurt a number out and we go cool so yeah i think it's accessible very cool you're cool not as cool as 1985 oh i remember that year not weird
0: well. science oh you know, this i remember god damn right <laughs> Goddamn right, indeed. Watch this in August of 2020. It's one hour and 34 minutes. Close comedy. Yeah. Directed by John Hughes. Uh huh. Yep. Kelly yep. LeBrock. Anthony Michael Hall. We got Judy Anderson in there. We got the Bill Paxton in there. That'd be some Bill Paxton. Oh my goodness, he's so good in this movie. Very good. The summary here is: two high school nerds use a computer program to literally create the perfect woman, but she turns their lives upside down. blah. Yeah. My thoughts on the movie is, first and foremost, this movie really asks a lot of the audience. Like You have to really just be willing to buy into some crazy shit Okay. that these kids wearing bras on their heads have brought a woman to life who can turn a man into a weird bloated puppet mutant. All with an 80s computer. Oh my god, yeah. Like, what? This movie is batshit crazy. Yeah. Any other filmmaker... I think, who had this script would not have been able to make it work. But obviously, Hugh's penning and directing make it so interesting. I mean, he makes the character so relatable. We've all had those high school experiences. We've all had a tough time, you know, kind of fitting in. And I think he really nails that feeling here. Yeah, he's the king of it. He really is. I think this is definitely one of the weaker Hughes entries in all of his, you know, whatever you want to call it, the you know, the 80s Brat Pack style movies. And I don't even think that's an insult. Like, No. I, they're all fairly strong
1: in, in that genre.
0: Pretty much. It's like ordering something on a menu at a five-star restaurant and being like, you know, this wasn't the tastiest thing I've had here. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's still fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, this movie still rules. It's so funny. It's got early performances from RDJ before he really came back for his, what, third resurgence as RDJ. Yeah, (laughs) Um, It's just so funny. It's got so much heart. The characters are so compelling. The soundtrack kills. so good. Like, across the board, if you don't have a good time watching Weird Science, you, you ain't right. You ain't right in the head, fool. He ain't right. Uh, IMDb six point six out of ten for this one.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: IMDb or Rotten to IMDb. IMDb. The Rotten IMDb. Rotten ass IMDb critics at uh, Tomatoes fifty seven percent. Hmm. Thirty five of those rotten ass IMDb mm, tomato, rotten critics. Ass
1: tomato critics. Tomato yep. critics.
0: Audience score, 100,000 plus people. Plus. What if I told you they gave them the second best score possible? Oh, wow. I'd be 69%, baby. Oh, my God. Nice. Oh. (laughs) I am coming in right above them. Just a touch, because I can't do 6.9. That's not how our system works. I mean, I'd allow it, but go ahead. Uh, 7.0. That's fair. 7.0. This movie's so fun. It's just, if you can handle how ridiculous it gets,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you're going to love it. Right. If you can't. Then it's you're gonna lose. You're gonna get
1: lost in the shuffle, and you're gonna be like, oh, "I'll take a Breakfast Club." Thank you. Sure. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Going back to it now, with how yes. advanced technology is now, mm-hmm. like I could see a kid who's, you know, like. 12-year-old now having a hard time going back to it. That's a
0: little rough. There's definitely some problematic 80s stuff, definitely some, like, use of words that I'm not too big on at this point in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nothing racial, but definitely sexual orientation stuff that Bill Paxton tends to drop a little bit. But you have to remember his character's supposed to be insufferable. Right. So if you just kind of... You know what I mean, and it's hard to look past some of the stuff when he's dropping. You know what I mean, like you know that particular f bomb a bunch. It's just like, ah, please don't. It's, I get it. You know what I mean, like, but it was a different time, and I'm not excusing it in any sense. It's but it's it was. Hard to, it's hard to watch. It but, was. That's why it's there. Yeah, and he's supposed to be an asshole. Right. He gets his comeuppance. It's, a, it's an easy way to make sure you know someone. Tonight. You know, and I mean, it's Bill Paxton. He's so good. Bill Paxton, very good. <sighs> Love Bill Paxton. Rest in peace, Bill
1: Paxton. Oh man, that made me so sad. Oh my god so young. Too young. Very young. But let's talk about something that won't make me sad. Please. It's an animated movie. Ooh. You know I love animation. I know you do. Well, I, I, haven't, I do some, but I don't think I've done enough. So here's some animation for you. Please. It's from 2002. Okay. The Cat Returns. The Cat Returns. Have you ever seen The Cat Returns? No. I watched it January 5th of 2021. <laughs> I can read. <laughs> Shut up. I can read. IMDb Minutes, one hour, 15 minutes. A little shorter than we're used to. Yeah. Animation, adventure, comedy. It's also anime if we're being more specific. Okay. It's a Studio Ghibli. Ooh. But it's not Hayao Miyazaki. Okay. It's Hiroyuki Morita. Okay. Starring Anne Hathaway, Carrie Elwes, Judy Greer, and Andy Richter. All good names. people. Yeah. Love Andy Richter. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not the Japanese cast. Just so you know. I would guess not. No, they all know Japanese. They Though I'd, oh, I'd love to see Andy Andy Richter fudge his way through that. <laughs> He would just, he would make, (laughs) I don't know how long. (laughs) The thing is, Andy Richter's a bigger character in this, so Mm. it's, you know. Uh, IMDb movie summary. After helping a cat, a 17-year-old girl finds herself involuntarily engaged to a cat prince in a magical world where her only hope of freedom lies with a dapper cat. Good old dapper cat. He's so dapper. Damn it, he's dapper. Me, yeah. Statuette that comes to life. Of course. Very common stuff. It's anime, people. Things happen differently in anime. You're damn right at that. they damn right. So all of these movies are typically, like, cutesy, but, like, dark Absolutely. in a way. Oh, uh, yeah. And this is no different. I love but the fairy tale feeling they managed to evoke. Yes, they're so good at This one has a very huge fairy tale kind of uh, feel to it. Nice. Bullet point. Cats. Uh, they claw all your couches. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cats acting like people is fun uh, this time, anyways. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's building. It's, You're building towards something. Yeah, something I. It was so hard. We'll get there. Uh, oh my god, cats um, acting like people is fun. Uh huh. They're actual cats that stand on two legs, and you know they parade their king around, and they do humanoid kind of things. Uh, the first half of the movie has enough redirects that you never are really sure if it. What's good and what's bad. I don't know who's good. I don't know who's bad. I have no clue. Uh, there's a fat cat bodyguard character, which is awesome, <laughs> especially in the later half. Just when you're like, this cat can't get any more awesome. He's just this big fat cat that's like, I'll go fuck everybody up so you can get away. No problem. Nice. He's kind of like the, the goon for the, sure. the, the dapper cat. Because like the dapper cat's cool and all, but you're like, I don't know. Whatever. You know, What are you going to end up with the dapper cat? Yeah. Uh, equal parts romance, drama, and fantasy. It's a fun anime. It's just less grandiose than the other Studio Ghibli kind of Makes stuff, sense. You know? So crazy. She ends up going essentially to... She saves a cat from getting hit by a car. That cat was a prince. And you really don't see him for a while. But, like, the father comes to thank her. And the father's a scumbag. You just look at him and you're like, that cat's a scumbag. <laughs> the scumbag cat. And, like, as it goes on, you're like, oh, my God. He's really a scumbag. And like, it just keeps escalating. I'm like... I can't believe for an animated movie how much it's got its hooks into me. Nice. And like the the adventure just keeps throwing these curveballs. And I'm like, I, I mean, some of it's obvious. And you're like, oh, it's probably this. And maybe it is. But then there's all these other little curveballs around it. Nice. I ended up loving this movie. So IMDb gave it a 7.2. Sounds good. Rotten Tomato Critics, 23 of them. Okay. Ninety-one percent. Shit. Yeah. The audience: thirty-five thousand three hundred thirty-seven people. Eighty-two percent. Ooh. Me? I'm the lowest of all of them. Six point five. Wow. It's a super accessible movie. It's really fun. If you like fairy tale, kind of feels like you said. This has it. It's really good. It's a nice. little bit Alice in Wonderland kind of feel to it with cats, not uh-huh. like people, but in the good way. I like it. I like you. Well. Ooh, what's that? A laser pointer? Ooh.